we could learn that. To love the Lord with all thine heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy might. Amen. God, speak to us today, Lord, we pray. Help us, God. Be with us, Lord. We'll praise, give thee the glory, and everybody say, in Jesus' name. You can be seated. Oh, who do you say I am? And whence do you say I came? Do you? No, you're in the wrong key. Or I'm in the wrong key. One or the other. Hallelujah. Oh, who? Let me sing without any music first. Oh, who do you say I am? Whence? I guess we do better with music. I don't know. Amen. I've been singing it all morning ever since I got up. Amen. I've had three preachers call me from all over the country this t last 24 hours, and two of them this morning, one from Nebraska. And, and uh, I started to pick up the phone. Oh, who do you say I am? And Winston, we're waving, leave me alone. <laughs> You'll get me off of it. I told you this thing's old. Oh, who do you say I am? Whence do you say I came? And do you know the Father? And can you tell me his name? In Jesus lies the fullness of the Godhead, don't you see? For Jesus is the great I am, and the Lord of Lords is he. Oh, who do you say I am? And whence do you say I came? And do you know the Father? And can you tell me his name? In Jesus lies the fullness of the Godhead, don't you see? For Jesus is the great I am, and the Lord of Lords is he. Oh, who do you say I am? And whence do you say I can? Sing it with me. And, and do you know his name? In Jesus lies the fullness of the Godhead, don't you see? For Jesus is the great I am, and the Lord of Lords is he. Oh, who do you say I am? And whence do you say I came? And do you know the Father? And can you tell me his name? In Jesus lies the fullness of the Godhead, don't you see? For Jesus is the great I am, and the Lord of Lords is he. Praise God, praise God. I'm glad I know who he is. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Let's sing it all. Who do you say I am? And whence do you say I came? And do you know the Father? And can you tell me his name? In Jesus lies the fullness of the Godhead, don't you see? For Jesus is the great I am, and the Lord of Lords is he. Oh, who do you say I am? And whence do you say I came? And do you know the Father? And can you tell me his name? In Jesus lies the fullness of the Godhead, don't you see? For Jesus is the great I am, and the Lord of Lords is he. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen, amen, amen. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I don't guess I've ever sung that, but it's an old song been in my soul for years. Amen. Amen. And I was getting ready to get on the phone this morning, and the Lord began to deal with me. He said, oh, who do you say I am? <laughs> I said, oh, that's an old one. Oh, Lord. 
Man, can I remember the words of it? And they just started coming to me. Amen. Praise God. Everybody ought to know who Jesus is. Amen. He's the fullness of the Godhead. Praise God. And everybody say praise the Lord. And that's what I'm going to teach you about this morning by the help and grace of God. You can be seated. And uh, I was not going to teach on this. I need to get back into what I taught last Sunday. And you're nobody saying nothing. <laughs> Y'all don't like that too well. Nobody being angry. Amen. Glory. Maybe I got the wrong. No, no, I don't believe I do. But uh, the reason why I was, I had really planned on going in some nature of that, and then the Lord gave me a dream, and uh, and so somebody here this morning needs to take some notes on the oneness of God. Amen. So we're going to be teaching about it this morning by the help and grace of the Lord. If you'll turn to the book of Isaiah, we read today into the book of, you don't need to be standing, but in Deuteronomy, the sixth chapter, Here is the Lord our God is one Lord, and thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, not second place, not third, with all thy soul and with all thy might. Isaiah 43, verses 10 through 13. And I've got a lot of scripture reading this morning, so I want you to keep your Bibles open if you would. And let's go into the word of the Lord. I want you to start at verse number 9 instead of 10. I said 10, but let's start at verse number 9. Remember the former things of old, for I am God, and there is none else. I am God, and there's none like me. He's quite an unusual God. He's a jealous God, and he's a God that... Uh, that, that wants us to love him. Declaring the end from the beginning and from the ancient of times, the things that are not yet done, saying, my counsel shall stand and I will do all my pleasure. Verse 11, calling Arabia's bird from the east, the man that executed my counsel from the far country, yea, I have spoken it. I will also bring it to pass. I have purposed it and I will also do it. Hearken unto me, ye stout-hearted that are far from righteousness I bring near my righteousness it shall not be far off and my salvation shall not tarry and I will place my salvation in Zion for Israel my glory he began to speak to the prophet when the, uh, the prophet Isaiah in many many places concerning who he was and the identity and uh, I guess Isaiah was type of a man that um, just kid, couldn't get enough of, of who the Lord really was and the uh, he just kept asking for more and uh, he wanted the he wanted the assurance I remember when the Lord called me to preach his word I said now Lord uh, I'm kind of uh, bullheaded in a way you know that and uh, I want to know for sure who you are I don't want to lead somebody wrong and I don't want to be lost myself and most of all lead others wrong I remember there was a young man one time that I pastored for a while and he said that felt he was called to preach and I said you ain't called to preach and he didn't like it too well and so finally I told him I said I, I want you to I want to tell you something you can get mad at me if you want to fine it don't matter to me but you're going straight to hell and everyone you preach to is going to hell. I'll tell you that right now. Because you do not have truth. And, uh, well, he didn't like it too well. 
and uh, finally he did he did come back and, uh, and then he, of course he moved to another state and uh, I still believe what I said the first time because the letter that he wrote me from the state that he was in uh, trying to convince me about some things and so forth I began to realize that his mind was very much warped but uh, I want us to look what the uh, in Hebrews Paul began to look at some things in Hebrews the 11th chapter and uh, I want you to look at verse number 3 through faith we can understand who God really is we understand that the worlds were framed by the Word of God if we build our life upon the Word of God and we built everything about us by the Word of God then we can stand and it will stand so that the things which are seen were not made of the things which do appear you know that's what I love about my God he always makes something out of nothing that's what he did you and I didn't he all we was was just a mud ball and he filled us with his spirit loved us enough to love us and to and to call us his own the Word of God tells us that things were made out of nothing that's how great God actually is through faith we understand that in other words it's not the fact that we've got to uh, Lord let me have the ingredients of it how did this thing come about and uh, can you give us some answers of this he's a great God and this morning I want to go into the word of the Lord and, and begin to share with you how big and how great a God we actually serve he is so big amen heaven's his throne and you think the earth is just his footstool when it takes days and days to go from one end of the earth to the other end of the earth and yet it's just his footstool and he said that it was framed the Bible said that so the things which are seen were not made of the things which do appear in other words he they brought them out of nothing I want us to look in the book of Matthew there were several verses of scripture that the Lord was dealing with me in a dream and uh, I want to try to bring them to you this morning by the help and grace of God Matthew the 14th chapter and uh, starting with verse number I think 22 will be fine and straight, straightway Jesus constrained his disciples to get into the ship and to go before him unto the other side while he sent the multitude away now he would not have sent them into a place where they would have been destroyed but if the Lord calls you the Lord's going to take care of you I've always believed that if he sends you I told a minister this week we was talking long distance I said you know I said it is a shame and I said some preachers are actually afraid to preach I said uh, it tells you one thing when a preacher is afraid to preach God didn't send him there to begin with amen because there's not a people on the face of the earth can destroy a man that God sent there oh they may try but they'll never succeed they'll all die away and that which they hated to see will be there when it's all over with when God sends a man and you know we're living in a world today that it, I've heard it said over and over again that it depends upon who you know where you go I'm talking to the man natures but if you know a God and he puts you there you have nothing to worry about <laughs> amen it don't matter how hard it gets or how strong he preaches 
He ain't worried about it. Because when he gets through, he said, Now, Lord, you're the one sent me there anyway. Now, this is your words, not my words. Amen. Well, some of you may disagree, but you're wrong. I'll tell you that right now. You're still wrong. I'm right. I'll tell you, I know I've been around too long. Amen. But he told his disciples to go to the other side. Well, they ought to realize they're going to get there. They may get all scrubbed up or washed up or whatever before they get there, but they get there. Amen. You may have four or five flat tires getting to the place you're supposed to go, but I remember one man said that he left home, put everything he had into his trailer and his automobile. He was going down the road, and all of a sudden he happened to look in the mirror, and he happened to see a lot of stuff, debris in his, his mirror. And he kind of wondered what it was, and he stopped his car and went back and checked his trailer, and his, the flap and stuff had come loose, and he'd been throwing clothes up and down the highway for miles and miles and miles and miles. And he said he knew that if he ever turned around to pick them up, he'd never go where he was going. But he said he just never, he said he just tied everything back on down and went on his way to do the work of God that God had called him to do. And, uh, and so let's just put it this way. If we could ever remember to lay aside those things that sometimes we carry with us, how much greater we would be than God would really want us to be. I know the world would look at us and say, now, now really, let's be reasonable. Well, God's not reasonable with the world. When he says, go, go, I just, I'll take care of you. Amen. Everybody say, praise the Lord. And so he told them to go to the other side. Listen to what he said here. And when he had sent the multitude away, he went up into the mountain apart to pray. And when the evening was come, and he was there alone. But the ship was now in the midst of the sea, tossed with waves, for the wind was contrary. And here we find that it seems like that, let me just picture it this way, that uh, I imagine probably they all had a puke bucket. And uh, when you're in the Navy, I mean, you know about all about that stuff. And, you, and if you're not over the side doing it, uh, you got your head somewhere else doing it when the old waves go up and down. And it just feels like everything was down there, it comes up and... And uh, it's a terrible feeling to be seasick. And, uh, and there's no relief for it. And anything you've ever eaten in the last month is gone. Uh, and here we find uh, that, and, and, let me just say it this way. With our walk with God, how does it feel sometimes? Or it's God? I don't know. Do you ever feel like that, I mean, maybe I'm all alone by myself, but... Where are you, God? It seemed like the heavens were brass and hard to get a prayer through. Lord, if you just give me a, a dream or something, or let me know you still, just a little something, you know, to let me know. And I can see that they were about that condition, but yet they knew that the Lord said, go to the other side. And uh, so here we find them all there, and the Bible said that now the ship was in now in the midst of the seas, tossed with waves, the winds was contrary. And in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went unto them walking on the sea. I remember the Lord dealing with me many, many years ago about this verse of Scripture. And the Lord a lot of times will ask us the question, what do you think about this? And he asked to me at times. He doesn't change the validity of his word because who I am, but he just wants to know what I think about it, you know. And I said, well, the Bible says you walked on the water. And I walked on the word. And he said, he said, I walked me out there because I had some people out there that I loved. That's why I was out there. 
And I'll walk anywhere I possibly can to come to you no matter where you are. If I have to walk upon the water. It don't matter where, how high you may go or how low you may go. The psalmist said it in the hearts of the sea or in the sky, wherever it may be, the Lord said he would be there. But I want you to look at something here. And the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went to them walking on the sea. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled. I mean, they was already wore out, half sick. Not half sick, fully sick. Saying it is a spirit, and they cried out for fear. Oh, we got a ghost out there walking on the water. I mean, what would you be like? I mean, there's nowhere to run. But straightway Jesus spake unto them, saying, Be of good cheer, it is I, be not afraid. Peter answered him, said, Lord, if it be thou bid me to come up unto thee on the water. And he said, Come. He was the only one that had enough faith to believe what the master said. To walk out on a limb, so to speak, when there wasn't no limb there. And I can see old Simon Peter. Now he was always the boisterous one anyway. He could outrun them all. And he probably was the sharpest tongue of all of them. And he was a good cusser because the Bible tells us that he did. I mean, he was always well, well aware to, to speak what he thought, you know. And uh, here he says, well, bid me come. And man, Master said, come on, you know. Boy, I can see old Simon Peter, man. I mean, he hopped out of that boat. I mean, he didn't have to ask him a second time. Man, upon that water, he began to walk. And I don't know whether what really happened, but he took his eyes off of the Lord. The Bible said that he probably turned around and looked at his brother and said, hey, you all get out of here if you wanted to. And while he was rebuking them, he just went, shh. He went down. He got his eyes off of the Lord. I've heard people say, well, he walked on the water. No, he walked on the Word. We walk by faith. We walk by the Word of God. Not what someone else has said about something. But by the Word. Everybody say, by the Word. We're washed by the Word. We're cleansed by the Word. We're saved by the cause of the Word. It don't matter what someone else said, grandma or grandpa or whatever, anybody else said. We're saved by the word of God. What the word says. And the Lord does not expect us to be ignorant concerning his word. Amen. It's surprisingly what you learn every time you pick up the word of God. Little golden tidbits that you learn and you learn to love because of the word of God. And the Bible said, and when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, It's the Spirit, and they cried out for fear. But straightway Jesus spake unto them, saying, Be of good cheer. It is I, be not afraid. But Peter answered and said unto the Lord, If it be thou bid me to come thee on the water. He said, Come on. You know, it's, you know the beautiful thing about God? God says, How far do you want to go? How far do you want to go with me? You know, why is it that so many people get so scared when they get to a certain point and are afraid to go any farther? We'd be praying into the Holy Ghost and just about ready to go out and say, Oop, wait, we better stop. I don't want to cross that line. I'm afraid to, to go on that part. Amen. You'd be surprised what's beyond that which you come up to. Most of us are afraid to go beyond. Well, we'll, we'll get fanatic. Well, so, amen. I mean, don't go too far. Go, but don't go too far. 
Don't that sound like some of our raising? Now you can do this, but don't go too far. My mother used to tell me, she said, stay out of the water until you learn how to swim. Well, how am I going to swim if I don't get in the water? But you don't know how to swim, you'll drown. I said, I'll drown if I do. If I don't, I... And uh, when I went in the Navy, they taught you how to swim. Look at the spot on the ceiling, walk off the diving board 13 feet deep. And, and if you don't come out, somebody have a pole there to pull you out. <laughs> we're going to see what she got or not. You know, we're always, let me just stay here for a few minutes. Why is it that we are so afraid to go beyond the ordinary? We're afraid to really, really get dedicated to the Lord because the Lord may ask us to do something. Well, I guess I better get off of that. And the Bible said that he came down out of the ship and he walked to the water to Jesus. And when he saw the winds and the boisterous, he was afraid, man. When you look at what it may cost you, you know. I remember, I remember my son up in Ohio up there. And there's, now, they've got some loose, I mean, you ain't ever in your life seen a loose situation such as it is where he's at. And... Uh, he told me they was having a meeting there pretty close to where his home was at. And the presbyter got up and said, Now, times have changed and we're going to have to change too. And we're going to have to welcome a lot of things into our churches that ordinarily we would not welcome in. And then if that got the hair on their face and so forth, we're going to have to call them brothers like everyone else calls them brother. And he went on and on. And just about the time that he was about to get everybody convinced, my son raised his hand. Can I say a few words? <laughs> and just tore it all to pieces. <laughs> he said, you all can do what you want to do. But it won't be in my church. And they will not be called brothers in my church. Amen. And he gave them verse and scripture for what he believed. What the word of God said. And the presbyter become astonished. I mean, he just... Stood back like it was here about uh, 13 years ago in, the, in our section right here. Presbyter got up and said, we're going to have to welcome a lot of things in. And he said, one of them is television. And they began to talk to him. And some of them, you know, got up and said a few words. And I said, and finally come my turn to say a few words. I said, you all can do what you want to do. But if you do, I said, I'm getting out of this thing. And I'm going to take the church out of it too. I will not tolerate that kind of stuff. I got into this thing to be pure and clean. And we're going to stay it like that. Praise God. Why not be separate? Amen. God called us to be separate. Amen. So if he bids us to come walk on the water, why don't we walk? Why don't we just walk, you know? I've seen the times where I... I remember... Let me just use a few stories here. And I've got a long ways to go, and I'm not, and I'm not trying to build up faith so forth. But I remember when I was in Canada many years ago, and the Lord spoke to me. Now you got to make sure it's the Lord. Now, I mean, none of these bean things, you know. I mean, I'm standing there, and, and uh, the Lord said, uh, "I mean, it wasn't no move of God. He was dead, twice dead, plucked up at the roots." And uh, I'm standing there, and the Lord said, uh, "I want to feel some of the Holy Ghost now." I said, uh, "Now." Uh, where is he? And the Lord showed me where he was at. And and this man was an elderly man. I mean, he was been there for years. I didn't know he'd prayed for the Holy Ghost for 40 years. And I said, you. 
and he said me I said yeah you come on up here and uh, and the pastor's wife told me later I saw her take her hands and go oh God revival's over with I mean he got the wrong one of all the people I mean why did he call him out he was the chronic seeker of the whole church when there was about 30 of them had been praying and so forth when I called him out he walked up and within two minutes he's talking in tongues shouting and dancing in the front everybody went huh and I'm doing it myself you know huh but I didn't know who he was till after later I found out that he'd prayed for 40 years the Holy Ghost it's time to just walk out we're living in that dispensation where God's looking for somebody just to come on come on amen he won't make a fool of you he really won't he never has amen and he didn't make no fool out of Simon Peter he just tried to teach him a little lesson you know and he reached out and picked him up I mean I don't think he took a long prayer either. I don't believe it was a long real long prayer Simon Peter would have already drowned in the water with some of our long prayers believe in God now Heavenly Father I'm unworthy to be able to approach thy throne and ask for such a miracle as this for you to save me from this water I don't think he said anything I always said help Amen. Glory. I just scared my wife to death this last week. I was dreaming. And I don't know, the old devil is what it was. And I hollered out, Help! What's going on? You know. That's what some of us need to do. We get a bit, Help, Lord! Help, Jesus! Need you? Amen. And everybody say praise the Lord. So he said, come, the winds is boisterous. It don't matter how bad it is. He said, and immediately Jesus stretched forth his hand and caught him and said unto him, O thou little faith, where didst thou doubt? Amen. And when they came into the ship, the winds ceased. And everybody say praise the Lord. The winds of this old world blow many times just to check your faith. Just to see how much that, if you really love him or not. Amen. I want us to look at 1 Corinthians, the 8th chapter. We'll get into it in a few minutes. Bear with me. We've got, i got an hour here. 1 Corinthians, the 8th chapter. And uh, starting with verse number 5. Two verses of scripture, 5 and 6. For though there be that are called gods, whether in heaven or in earth, as there be gods many and lords many, but to us there is but one God the Father of whom are all things and we in him and our Lord Jesus Christ by whom all things were made by him everything that was made by the Lord and only by him and nobody else but him amen he's the only creator amen he's the one who made the uh, I want you to know he's the one who made the trees he's the one who made everything that was made amen and you say well the oak tree came from a seed uh, acorn well where did the acorn come from as a man said well I said which come first chicken or the egg well we said the egg come first where did the egg come from in Genesis 1 it says in the beginning God not gods but God created the heavens and the earth 
And the earth was out form and void and darkness was over the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the water. From the very beginning, the plan of God, Spirit and water. And God said, let there be light, and there was light, because he said so. And God saw the light, that it was, that it was good, and God divided the light from the darkness. And God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. And the evening and the morning were the first day. God said, let there be ferments in the midst of the waters, and let it divide the waters from the waters. And God made the ferments, divided the waters which were under the firmaments, from the waters which were above the firmaments, and it was so. And God called the firmaments heaven, and the evening and the morning were the second day. God said, let the waters, let the waters under the heaven be gathered together into one place. How did he get them all in one place? He just spoke said, get over there. Move. He's such a great God. We'll get into the verse of Scripture in a little while, but the Bible tells us that he's so great that he measured the waters of the sea in the palm of his hand. Have you looked at the ocean lately, honey? Boy, he's got some kind of hand on him. I mean, God's got some kind of hand that can put all the waters in. You don't think, a lot of people think God is just, he's just such a little old, minute thing. We picture him maybe seven, eight feet tall, you know. Maybe nine foot like the giants were in the Old Testament, you know. No, I, I don't believe, he's more than all of that. He fills the complete universe. Nothing is limited unto him. Before anything was, he was there. And he made it for the inhabitants of man that he might find someone that would love him and worship him. He was so great that he just said, he just spoke and said, let it be, and it was. I want us to look at some things here in Genesis. God said, let the waters, verse number 9. Well, wait, it's, it's no skipping. And God said, let there be firmaments in the midst of the waters and divide the waters from the waters. Verse 6, 7. And God made the firmaments divide the waters which were under the firmaments from the waters which were above the firmaments. And it was so. And God called the firmaments heaven in the evening and the morning with the second day. And God said, let the waters under the heavens be gathered together in one place and let the dry land appear. And it was so. And God called the dry land earth and gathered, and gathered together the waters called the seas. And God saw that it was good. God said, let, let the earth bring forth grass and yielding, yielding seed. And the fruit tree yielded fruit after his kind. Whose seed is in itself upon the earth. I want you to look at this. Whose seed is in itself. I went into this a while back. And it was so. And the earth brought forth herbs, yielding seed after his kind. Amen. After his kind. Everything produces after its kind. Amen. A Jewish family doesn't bring forth a Chinese child. It reproduces after its kind. An oak tree brings oak trees. A peach tree with the seeds bring forth peach trees. They always look just like the original. Always been like that. You can't, you can't get any better than that. You may cross a tree, graft different things in, but it's still the tree that God made it to be. They brought forth after its kind. Amen. Always the same. 
animals, man, everything the same. God said, let there be lights in the firmaments and the heaven divide the day from the night. And let there be signs for the seasons and for days and years. And let them be the lights in the firmaments of the heaven to give light upon the earth. And it was so. God made two great lights. The greater light to rule the day and the lesser light to rule the night. He made, and he made the stars also. And God sent them in the firmaments of heaven to give light upon the earth and to rule over the day and over the night and to divide the light and the darkness and God saw that it was good. I'll never forget a story I read one time of this little girl that was so afraid at night and her window was open on the second floor I guess of the home and, and the little girl asked her mother said, what is that? And mother said, that's the moon. The moon? Who made the moon? She said, God made the moon. And the moon's shining that you might be able to see. Oh, she said, I'm not afraid any longer. If God made that, I'm not afraid. You know, God made every one of us. Why be afraid? To live as Christ, to die as gain. Amen. We are the weariness things in all the world. Worry about this, worry about that, worry about the other. Myself included. If we can ever realize that God's got this thing in control. He is God. He made us in the likeness of him. Amen. All these things that he made. The animals, the man, the moon, the sun, the stars. He made it all. In God who is all wisdom and knowledge and in power. Amen. And then he went on to say that in Romans, the first chapter, we could go on down and I could go on down and we could do a lot of studying in this, but I want to hurry along to get where I want to go. In the book of Romans, the first chapter, verse number 19 and 20. Because that they may be known of God to manifest in them, for God hath showed it unto them. For the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen. Now how could we figure these things out? Because he's God. Being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. People say, I don't understand the Godhead. There's no excuse not to understand the Godhead. That's what Paul said. That the Lord had laid upon him in the scriptures here. But listen to what he said. Because that when they knew God, they glorified him not as God, neither were thankful, but because of vain in their imaginations, and their foolish heart become darkened. Let me just say it like this. That if you're really hungry in God, and, and, and don't tell me that stuff, oh, they're a good person, they love God. They got a hang up somewhere. Brother, I was just as much heathen as anybody was a heathen. I didn't know my left hand from my right hand. I didn't know what was what. But one day, God began to deal with me. And this book got so interesting to me that I understood who Jesus really was. He's the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. He's all, in between A and Z. He's everything. Amen. And when he said, the Godhead is without excuse. Amen. There is not such a thing as a trinity. Never was, never will be. Amen. Let's go a little bit farther here. In, um, in, in Corinthians, as we read a while ago, and many different other places, in, in Romans 1 and 19 and 20, there's no excuse 
not to know who Jesus really is. No excuse. Amen. I want us to turn to the book of Isaiah. And uh, we're going to spend a lot of time in the book of Isaiah this morning. Isaiah 44. And verse number 24. You need to write down. I'm going to go into a lot of scripture here this morning. It might, might be interesting to you. Thus saith the Lord, thy Redeemer, and he that formed thee from the womb, I am the Lord that maketh all things. He made everything that stretcheth forth the heavens alone. Well, where was the sun? Where was the Spirit of God? All in one, my friend. When you see him, you see it all. He didn't need no help. Did you ever do something that you wished that you had another hand in it? But God's hands are so big, he don't need another hand. He's so big that he's... You can't begin to say how big God actually is. It'd be impossible to say how good God is. Because when you got through saying how good he was, you've left out a lot of things anyway. He made the heavens alone. There wasn't no two other ones up there. Angels wasn't helping him. My God don't need no help. He's big. One God. Amen. Stay with me here this morning. We're in the Word now. He said, All things that stretch forth the heavens alone, that spread abroad the earth by himself. Well, where was the other ones at? He didn't need them and he still don't need them. Amen. Isaiah 46, 9 and 10. Woe to him that striveth with his maker. Let the posture strive with the posture of the earth. Shall the clay say unto him that fashion it, What makest thou? Or the work? He hath no hands. Woe unto him that saith unto his father, What begettest thou? Or to the woman, What hast thou brought forth? Thus saith the Lord, the Holy One. Holy One, not Holy Three, Holy One. One God. Amen. I want, to, I want to try to embed something. If you'll love his word, if you'll love who he is, get acquainted with him. Amen. Then you can walk with him as he wants you to. He said, and, and, and saith the Lord, the Holy One of Israel, and his maker asked me of things to come concerning my sons and concerning the work of my hand, commanded me. I have made the earth and I created man upon it. I, even my hands, were, have stretched out the heavens, and all their hosts have I commanded. And everybody say, praise the Lord. And so he tells us here, let's go just a little bit farther. We're going to other places here. How big's God? I want us to look at some things here. In Isaiah, the 40th chapter, and verse number 12, which I quoted to you a while ago. 40 and verse number 12. Who hath measured the waters in the hollow of his hand and melted out the heavens with the span and comprehended the dust of the earth in a measure and weighed the mountains in the scales and the hills in the balances. I want to tell you, my God knows how much Mount Ariac, how much, how much weight's there. 
He knows to the very drop of water how much water's in the sea. He measured it. Boy, that's a big God. Yeah, you all haven't got that yet. I've looked at the seaside and all I ever saw was water, 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 water. How many gallons of water in that place? And I want to ask you another question. How did it get salty? Now, I was in Salt Lake City one time and, and the guide said that uh, out there at the Salt Lake, he said the reason why this water is salty is because men like to go fishing. And he said the women, the, the, uh, the, uh, the Mormon women came out here and cursed this lake and uh, put some salt in it and said from this day forward it will be salty. Yeah, good thought, you know. Someone created pretty good thoughts there. But that's not what made it salty. I mean, what made the ocean salt? I don't know. It takes that ingredient, they tell me, for the atmosphere of the air to be like it is now. I don't know why. God knew why. God knew exactly how to do it. I don't know how he can take water out of the sea, put it on the land, take the salt out of it. I don't know how he can do it. I don't know if he picks it up in his hand like this and salt. I don't know. He could do it if he wanted to. And you know, a lot of times we think that God's so small. Some people say, who told the preacher about me? Oh. You got a little, little mind about the size of a termite. Don't you know that God has got it? He knows who he loves and the servants that he loves and don't you know he tells what's going on? Amen. Sometimes he uses a tongue, but most of the time he doesn't. Amen. Everybody say praise the Lord. Y'all didn't like it, did you? He does sometimes. But God's so big. Turn to your neighbor and say, God's big. He weighs the water. His hand. If you don't remember nothing else, I want you to remember that today. Someone says, how big is your God? How big is he? Man, he's beyond all what I could ever even mention about how big God is. I mean, do you know anybody that can measure the sea? Oh, come on, let's talk really sensible. Well, my God measured that thing. He put exactly the right gallons that needed to be in there. He said, now you go up there and you go up there and freeze for a while later on. We won't need you right now. Amen. He's a big God. Why do we treat him like he's so little God? Amen. Listen to what he said here. He said it so beautifully when he began to say how big it was and how that he could measure as he did. <coughs> Everybody say praise the Lord. Look at verse number 18 in chapter number 40. Isaiah. To whom then will ye liken God? Or what likeness have ye compared unto him? Well, there's no way to compare him to anybody else. He's so big. Amen. He's so big, got such big hands. I remember you say about him, he said he'd drive down the road and a bunch of young boys come by and curse him, you know, and he'd just pull over the side of the road and they'd pull over, they're going to whip him, you know. He said he'd get out of his car and when he stood up, he said, man, they'd throw that thing in gear and out they'd go. When they saw what kind of a man that was in there. I mean, when you look at the size of God. Amen. I mean, why should we, we should be so afraid? Call on him. 
Amen. Everybody say praise the Lord. We can go a lot of places. Let's go a little bit farther here. In the book of Psalms, 139. And let's, this is what the Lord dealt with me to bring to you today. 139 Psalm, starting with verse number 7. Where shall I go from the Spirit, or where shall I flee from these presents? You know, that sounds like a backslider, don't If I send up into heaven, he's there. If I make my bed in hell, behold, thou art there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost part of the sea, still there. Even there shall thy hand lead me, and thy right hand shall hold me. If I say suddenly the darkness shall cover me, even the night shall be light upon me. Yea, the darkness hideth not from thee. But the night shineth as the day, and the darkness and the night are both alike to thee. You know, they come out They come out nowadays, they tell me with binoculars that you can see like it is in the daytime. Well, God's had them all along. That's not no new invention. Daylight, darkness, don't make no difference to him. He can see through all of it. He knows where you're at. Knows where you're living. You know, a lot of people think that, well, I really fooled somebody. Fool who? You may fool me, but you ain't fooling God. God knows. God knows the thought, the heart, the intent of the heart. He knows how many hair we got on our head. He knows how tall we are. Did you ever think about the scripture? I thought, man, I comb my hair. Man, handful of hair. God, do you still know how many is up there? He does. He just looks at this that many. It's that many. He's big. Amen. God can fill one with the Holy Ghost. He can fill two. If he can fill two, he can fill a hundred. If he can fill a hundred, he can fill two hundred. You know, really, I think we rejoice too quickly. We get one person praying to the Lord. Woo! Didn't we add church? Well, he's the same God can fill two as well as one. He can fill twenty as well as two. We, we bring him down. I mean, we bring him down in such a little measures. He's big. Amen. He's big. God's big. Everybody say, God's big. Amen. Let me use another word. He's humongous. He's big. God's big. Everybody say, praise the Lord. I want us to look at Psalms, the 90th chapter. We're going, we've got a lot of places to go. 90th chapter of the book of Psalms, 90. And I want us to look at verse number 2. Before the mountains were brought forth, or even thou hast formed the earth and the world, even from everlasting to everlasting, thou art God. Before the mountains were formed, before anything was taken, there still was a God. Amen. He's full of compassion. Psalms 86, verse number 15. But thou, O Lord, art a God of full of compassion and gracious and long-suffering and plenteous in mercy and truth. He's a God of compassion. He understands man. Amen. Plenty of mercy. Look at 103, Psalms 103. 103, verse number 8. The Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger and plenteous in mercy. He's perfect. Amen. 
God's perfect. You know, I was telling the Lord, I tell my wife, I said, you know, if I was God, and I said, well, wait a minute, I said, it's a good thing I ain't God. Because I wouldn't know how to handle some things, do things, but he does. Amen. If we had, if we was God, we'd want to bring the hammer out in judgment sometimes. Fifth chapter of the book of Matthew, verse number 48. Be ye therefore perfect, even as your Father which is in heaven is perfect. You know, a lot of people think that God don't know what he's doing. Well, if there was a God, I mean, he wouldn't let all this age come about. Well, if man would act right, there wouldn't be no age. That's right. If we live right, we wouldn't have the problems that we got if we live right. He's perfect. God's perfect. Everybody say, He's perfect. Amen. Now, the reason why I went on in all of this here was the fact is, Amen, He's full of compassion. He's plenty of mercy. He's perfect. He's a great God of love, which tells us in 1 John, the fourth chapter, and verse number 16. You don't need to turn there, but you might want to write it down. He is the one of love, and He is the mighty God. Hallelujah. I want us to look back into the book of Isaiah, the 45th chapter, and verses number 22 and verse number 23. Look unto me, and be ye saved all the ends of the earth. For I am God, and there is none else. There's no other God. But what about my real religious Trinitarian friend? They're lost, my friend. They're lost. They're not saved. If they're saved, I'm a fool. To believe what I believe and preach what I preach and say they're going to the same place I'm going to, the Word of God tells us differently. Amen. It is high time to realize that Grandma probably didn't make it. My grandmas didn't make it. Neither one of them did. One was a Camelite and the other wasn't nothing. Amen. And I had two grandpas. Just like you got two. I hope you have two. And both of them died. One a Camelite. That's Church of Christ if you don't know what that means. And the other one was a, was a, was a seven-day Baptist. The reason why seven-day Baptist man, he didn't like to work on Saturday. He didn't like to work on Friday either, but I mean, that way you get two days off a week instead of one. That's what the seven-day, there is the churches, if you look and, and, and you look, and I went to one, and then I drove by one here several years ago, and still the old sign back in the 18th, seven-day Baptist. They believe not working on Saturday, same Baptist doctrine, nothing, but uh, don't believe working on Saturday. Seventh-day Baptists. Amen. Everybody say praise the Lord. I want you to look at some things here. Verses 22. Look unto me and be ye saved. All the ends of the earth, for I am God. There's none else. You know, people say, oh, you, you one God people. Amen. We all believe that there was three gods before this thing, when we all come in this thing. Amen. Everybody believed in it. You know why? Because somebody taught them that. The old doctrine from Rome, that's right. 
But he said in verse number 22, Look unto me, not another. And the Bible said, And, ye, and be ye saved all the ends of the earth, for I am God and there is none else. I have sworn by myself. The word is gone out of my mouth in righteousness and shall not return. That unto me every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess who I am. One of these days you're going to bow and I'm going to bow to the one who saved me. Amen. Let's go to the Father. I've got a long ways to go. Amen. You know, the Trinitarians have such unusual ways of describing how many gods they are. This story I read said that uh, this person was praying, God of heaven, show me how many gods they are. She opened the window, looked on the telephone line, and there was one bird up there. Well, she said, must be one. Now, God, make sure now, let me know how many gods they are. And she looked back out the window, and there was two birds on the line. And then she said, well, now I've got to know for sure how many gods they are. Lord, let me know. And said she looked out the window again, and there was three birds on. She said, that settles it. There's a trinity. I know there are. Because there's three birds on the telephone line. Oh, so stupid. is this other woman I knew when she said oh I saw God I said what he look like man I'm inquisitive what he look like oh he had a pair of cowboy boots on I said what you mean my God's a cowboy rider I believe he's a devil chaser but I don't believe he's a cowboy rider amen oh God will make exception he will not my God. My God said, well, wait a minute, that's too much water. I don't need you. He put so much in each mouth and said, this is how much you weigh. I don't need another pound on you. That's high, right? That's high enough. That's good enough right there. Amen. I wonder. I'm, I'm glad God, God puts things like it needs to be. I'm glad I don't have three ears and four eyes and, or one eye. Have two noses, you know, be rough blowing this and back here. I'm glad he made us just like what? Amen. Aren't you glad you only got six fingers on your hand? I had an uncle had, had six. He had six on his hand. I'm glad I got five. I mean, he had a thumb and had two small little fingers about that size and come up here and they come out and like that. My, my daughter will tell you this is true because she, knew, she remembered him. And I mean, everything was just... He couldn't pick up nothing. This wasn't worth nothing. Couldn't do much in it. That, that, I believe if I'd have been him, I'd have had amputated and done something, you know, because it wasn't no good like that. Amen. I'm glad God, God knew exactly what he would take for us to live for him. You know, I get so tired of hearing people say, oh, they're good Christian people. Well, they may be above average sinners, but they are still sinners. Because when your back is turned, they're going to cuss like a sailor. Lie like I don't know what. Amen. I've seen my mother-in-law read Bible stories to my kids and then turn around and lie like a sailor. 
Whoop, wait a minute. I know that's not right. Taught Sunday school and everything else in her church. Amen. Everybody say praise the Lord. I'm so glad that I know who Jesus is. Amen. You know, we got such minute activities of ways of what people think how what the devil looks like and I've heard people say saw the devil what's he look like boy don't ever ask tell me you saw something I won't ask you what he looked like I remember a man telling me one time he said saw the devil I said what's he look like oh he looks like a monkey I said a monkey Oh, he said, yeah. He said, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what the devil's afraid of more than anything. I said, what? He said, a broom. I said, a broom? He said, I saw that devil come in my house, the monkey. And I got that broom after him. Boy, he said, that monkey got mad. He ran under the bed. I got under there and said, get her, you devil, you. And he said, all around the house, he said, I chased that devil Finally, I went to the front door and he said, I, I, I jammed it where it'd be open. And I went and got that monkey and got that broom and, 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 and swept him out, you know. And I thought to me, I said, you're about two degrees from being crazy. <laughs> you know, people define God, what God looks like. Amen. I remember one time I was listening to the radio and this... This Trinitarian preacher talking about seeing the Lord. Seeing an angel from the Lord. And I, he kind of got my attention. I thought, well, man, I want to listen to this. See what he's, what's he look like, you know. I, I'm, I'm on, I want to know what he looks like, you know. And uh, someone asked you, you need to say, what does he look like? I'm always being quizzed. What does he look like? Amen. Amen. And uh, he said, uh, this man said, uh, I'd been watching television. I said, hmm. And he's on the wrong track already. And he said, uh, I went upstairs and, and I, I went to start to go to sleep and I looked down out the door and he said, the hall was all white, just as white could be. And, and, uh, and he said, I thought I left the television on. And I said to myself, now, an angel? And he said, I walked out into the hall and there met me an angel. But he never told me what he looked like on the radio because I couldn't ask him the question, but and he said, and the Lord gave me direction of how to live and what to do. And I'm there scratching my head now. God, I ain't never seen no angel. I pray, I seek the Lord, I fast. I ain't seen no angel. What about this thing? And God spoke to me. He said, even the devil himself shall appear as an angel of light. Oh, come on now. The world has got a, a false representation of who Jesus is. Woo! If God's going to appear to anybody, he's going to appear to the church. He's going to appear to the bride. Hallelujah. Oh, everybody say praise the Lord. I don't buy that Trinitarian junk. Amen. You say, but preacher, what about your kinfolk? Well, they stand before God like I'll stand before God. But according to what his word says. His word. His word is forever settled in heaven. Hallelujah. Everybody say praise the Lord. Amen.
The Bible tells us so beautifully, so many stories and so forth. I want you to turn to the book of John, the 14th chapter. Amen. Look at, look at verse number 1. Let's start at 1. Let not your hearts be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. In my Father's house there are many mansions. If it was not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare. Let's stop there. No cabins in heaven. No pup tents in heaven. Mansions. I want to tell you what. I'm talking about mansions. I'm talking about beautiful things. My Father's house are many mansions. If it was not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself. And that where I am there you may be also. Whether, whether I go you know, and the way you know. Thomas said unto him, Lord, we know not whither thou goest, and how can we know the way? Jesus said unto him, I am the way. I am the way. Turn to your neighbors and Jesus is the way. Look at him again and say, and the truth. And the life. No man cometh to the Father but by me. Amen. If you had known me, you should have also known my Father also. And from henceforth you know him and have seen him. Philip, I mean he's like some of the rest of us was when we come into this. Philip saith unto him, Lord, show us the Father and suffice us. Jesus said unto him, Have I been so long time with you? And yet thou hast not known me, Philip. He that hath seen me hath seen the Father. We are identical. I come in my Father's name. Amen. A Father. When we speak of a Father in creation. Son in redemption and Holy Ghost in regeneration. Amen. The God of the Old Testament had not flesh and bones. He was a spirit. For God is a spirit. John 4, 24 said, For God is a spirit, and them that worship him must worship his spirit in truth. He's a spirit. That spirit, amen, overshadowed Mary and brought forth humanity in the bodily form of Jesus Christ. Amen. But I want us to look at this. Philip said, he that has seen uh, women, he said, Have I not been so long with you that you have not known me, Philip? He that has seen me has seen the Father. And how thou sayest, show us the Father. Believest thou not that I am in the Father, and the Father in me? The works that I speak unto you I speak not of myself, but the Father which dwelleth in me, he doeth the works. Believe me, I am in the Father, and the Father in me, or else believe me for the very works sake. The very works sake. Hallelujah. I want us to look at John, the, four, the first chapter in verse 1 through 14. I don't know why I'm going through this, but I'm going through for somebody this morning. Because the Lord would not have dealt with me about it. The first chapter of the book of St. John, the first verse. In the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God, and the Word was God. In the beginning, even the same was the, in the beginning with God. All things were made by him. And without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life. And the life was the light of men. And the light shineth in darkness. And the darkness comprehendeth it not. <coughs> there was a man. 
sent from God whose name was John. The same came for a witness to bear witness of the light, that all men through him might believe. He was not the light, but was sent to bear witness of that light. That was the true light which the light of every man cometh unto the world. He was in the world, and the world was made by him, and the world knew him not. He came into his own, his own received him not. But as many as received him to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believeth on his name. Which were born not of blood, nor of the will of flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. Verse 14. And the word, from verse number 1. The word was made flesh, and dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory, the glory of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. In him dwelt all the fullness of God. Amen. He's the Holy One. He speaks of as the Holy One. Let's go back into the book of Isaiah. The 43rd chapter. Starting with verse number 3. Well, we can go to verse number two, but let's go to verse number three. For I am the Lord thy God, the Holy One. Not two, not three, the Holy One. I am the Lord thy God, the Holy One of Israel, the Savior. I gave Egypt by the ransom. Let's go on down a little farther. Verse number 10. Ye are my witnesses, saith the Lord, my servant, whom I have chosen that ye may know and believe me and understand that I am he. Before me was no God's formed, neither shall there be after me. Now either Jesus Christ is the same God of the Old Testament or the God of the Old Testament don't know anything of who Jesus is. The same God of the Old Testament is the same God of the New Testament. The Bible said he came in his Father's name. There shall be no gods formed after This is boring to some of you. Some of you can catch a napkin on this stuff. He said, neither shall there be after me. I, even I, am the Lord. And besides me, there's no Savior. That's the reason why the Jewish people say, Jesus is not the Messiah. Because they believe what Isaiah says here. But they can't link together because their eyes are blinded. Let our eyes be blind. Let it be upon us and our children. They don't know who Jesus is. Let's go to the Father here. I have declared and have saved and I have shown when there was no strange gods among you and therefore you are my witness, saith the Lord, that I am God. Yea, before the day was, I am he. I made the day. I made the night. I made it all. And there is none that can be delivered out of my hands. I will work, and who shall let me? Let's lift our hands and love the Lord. Verse 14. Thus saith the Lord, your Redeemer, the Holy One. The Holy One. Everybody say, the Holy One. Say it again, the Holy One. There's no Holy Three. But what about all them good Christian charismatics? What about them? They need to get down and pray through. That's right. Amen. Boy, I tell you what, I, I am, some of you don't like what I'm saying. I'm sorry. Amen. 
I believe in one God from the top of my head to the sole of my feet. Praise God. Hallelujah. Glory. Amen. Everybody say praise the Lord. You can be seated. Isaiah 45 and 11. Let's see what it has to say. Thus saith the Lord, the same thing again. Well, I wonder why. That's just the way it is. That's right. Amen. No, you're trying to change it. There's only one. Everybody say one. Amen. One God. Look what he said here. Thus saith the Lord, the Holy One of Israel and his maker, ask me of things to come concerning my son and concerning the work of my hand. Come, command ye me. Amen. Everybody say praise the Lord. Let's go just a little bit farther. 47 and verse number, chapter 47 in the book of Isaiah and verse number 4. As for our Redeemer, the Lord of hosts is his name. The, there it is again, the Holy One. The Holy One of Israel. The Holy One of Israel. Now, you say, well, does this really mark Jesus? Now, I want you to get your pencil out. I want you to write this. In Mark, the first chapter. And verse number 24. If my voice will hold out for a while. Amen. Mark, the first chapter. Amen. Don't get ahead of me. I got a new Bible here. I'm getting there. Amen. One in verse number 44. Amen. And everybody say praise the Lord. Mark 1 and 24. Listen to what it says. Say, let us, let us alone. What have we to do with thee? Thou Jesus of Nazareth, have thou come to destroy us? I know thee, who thou art, the Holy One. said hey I know who you are you're the holy one mm. Mm. you can't tell me there's three gods there's one amen there's not a theophany of God there's one God amen one God amen you say you know you can be seated you Pentecostal people get all excited over one you're mighty right I do something to get excited about and God took the blinders off of our eyes amen and I say he spoke about the Holy One all the way through and then the devil he comes in in the book of Mark he says I know who you are I love that you're the Holy One you're that one that created all these things you're the one that threw us out of the places of God out of the heavens amen thou art the holy one mm -hmm. you need to mark that one down next time bring in verses of scripture into the book of Isaiah amen everybody say praise the Lord hallelujah let's lift our hands and love the Lord praise God hallelujah Jesus now you may want them verses of scripture I'm going to stay a few minutes and let you write them down Isaiah 43 
verses 3 through 14. Isaiah 45 and 11 speaks of the Holy One. Isaiah 47 and 4. And then Mark, the first chapter, verse number 24. The demons recognized who Jesus was, calling him the Holy One. Amen. I want us to turn to the book of Isaiah again, to the 35th chapter. I tell you, Isaiah must have been one of them prophets that just kept saying, tell me again. Give me another revelation of it. Uh, let me know. Give me some more. Amen. He was, he was something else on this. Isaiah 35 and verse number 4 and 6. Say to them that are fearful heart, be strong, fear not. Behold, your God will come. Revenge is even God with recompense. He will come and save you. Then the eyes of the blind shall be opened and the ears of the deep shall be unstopped. Then shall the lame man leap as a heart and the tongue of the dumb sing. For in the wilderness shall waters break out of streams in the desert. I want you to look at that. Now let's go over and find the answer. You might want to write that verse of scripture down. Isaiah 35, 4 through 6. 4 through 6. Now let's turn to the book of Matthew, the 11th chapter. Somebody say praise the Lord. Praise the, Lord. the 11th chapter of the book of Matthew. And verse number 2. Now when John had heard in the prison works of Christ, he sent two of his disciples and said unto him, Art thou he that should come, or do we look for another? Jesus answered and said unto them, Go show John again those things which you do hear and see. The blind receive the sight, the lame walk, the lepers are cleansed, and the deaf hear. The dead are raised up, and the poor have the gospel preached unto them. Blessed is he who shall not be offended of me. Hallelujah. The, 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 the words that in Isaiah, speaking about what the Lord would do in that day to know who he was. And he said, you go tell John what thou hast seen. Hallelujah. Glory. The God I serve is well able to heal. He's a healer. He's a blesser. He's a keeper. Amen. He's well able to open up the deaf ear. Let the dumb speak. And the blind to see. Go tell John what you saw. It's time you go tell the world what you saw in here. I was a sinner. I was a world's worst sinner. God was merciful to me. Honey, we're not serving a false God. We're not serving a triune of God. We're serving one God. Amen. Everybody say praise the Lord. My God's not dead. I got a big God. Amen. It's time for everybody to grasp what I'm preaching about. You know why you don't, you don't absorb what I'm talking to you about? It's the fact that you don't really believe it. How about when old Aunt Susie Bell went to church all of her life? What about her? What about her? You think God's going to make exception for her? No way. No way. If the righteous scarcely be saved. Where does the sinner and the ungodly appear? Amen. It is time for the church to get this in the call. This world is lost without God. Amen. 
Let's love him, everyone. Let's love him. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Go tell John. Sister Mills, would you come? Go tell John. Amen. You know, when you really get the real Holy Ghost, you'll understand who he is. If someone tries to help you, I mean, if you don't get the real thing, well, I mean, you still won't know who he is. Praise God. You say, you know, that's pretty hard, brother. That's what you said there. I know it is. I mean, I wasn't born in this, in this church without any cousins and aunts and uncles and all of them. Amen. But everybody ought to know who Jesus is. Everybody ought to know who Jesus is. Amen. Just to think that he loved me enough to tell me who he was. Praise God. I could have still been out there with the rest of the world not knowing who he was. And you know, somebody can tell you about him, but you just got to know him for yourself to really know who he is. Amen. And everybody say praise the Lord. Shall we stand this morning? <clears throat> Hallelujah. Let's love him one more time. Let's thank him for his love, his truth. Jesus, we love you, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, who do you say I am? And whence do you say I came? Do you know the Father? And can you tell me his name? In Jesus lies the fullness of the Godhead, don't you see? For Jesus is the great I am, and the Lord of lords is he. Oh, who do you say I am? And whence do you say I came? Oh, do you know the Father? And can you tell me his name? In Jesus lies the fullness of the Godhead, don't you see? For Jesus is the great I am, and the Lord of lords is he. Sing it, everybody. Oh, who do you say I am? And whence do you say I came? And do you know the Father? And can you tell me his name? In Jesus lies the fullness of the Godhead, don't you see? For Jesus is the great I am, and the Lord of lords is he. I want you to learn this song. I want you to sing it this afternoon. I want you to get up from that table and say, Oh, who do you say I am? Oh, and whence do you say I came? Do you know the Father? And can you tell me his name? In Jesus lies the fullness of the Godhead, don't you see? For Jesus is the great I am, and the Lord of lords is he. Are you learning? Come on now, sing it with me. Oh, who do you say I am? And whence do you say I came? And do you know the Father? And can you tell me his name? In Jesus lies the fullness of the Godhead, don't you see? For Jesus is the great I am, and the Lord of lords is he. Now that song's only about 60 years old. I think it would be good. It's been years. Years and years. And I, I walked in to pick up the phone, and the Lord began to say, Oh, who do you say I am? And where do you see he came? 
Oh, do you know the Father? And can you tell me his name? In Jesus Christ. I'm glad I know who he is. say I am and whence do you say I came or do you know the father and can you tell me his name in Jesus lies the fullness of the Godhead don't you see for Jesus is the great I am and the Lord of Lords is he hallelujah Hallelujah. I want you to get it down in your car, this old song. Amen. I want you to get in the car to go home and look at your husband and your wife and say, Oh, who do you say I am? And whence do you say I came? Oh, do you know the Father? And can you tell me his name? In Jesus lies the fullness of the Godhead, don't you see? For Jesus is the great I am, and the Lord of Lords is he. One more time. Oh, who do you say I am? And whence do you say I came? Do you know the Father? And can you tell me his name? In Jesus lies the fullness of the Godhead, don't you see? For Jesus is the great I am, and the Lord of Lords is he. Praise God, praise God. You might just feel like singing in a restaurant somewhere this afternoon. Wonder what they'd say if you sing. Oh, who do you say I am? And where do you say I came? Oh, do you know the Father? And can you tell me his name? In Jesus lies the fullness of the Godhead, don't you see? For Jesus is the great I am, and the Lord of Lords is he. Oh, I'll tell you what. <laughs> Everybody ought to know who Jesus is. Mm. Oh, what a revelation them old timers had on me. Amen. I want to tell you what. God's got a bigger church in the ground than what the church is standing praising him this morning. Hallelujah. And one of these days they're going to come about that old ground and say, Yeah, that's him. He's the one who gave us that song. Let's love him, 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 let's love him. I love you, Jesus, I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus, I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus, I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Just to think he loved you enough. He looked clear up and down my street. Saw an old backward bashful boy. I often think about it. I don't know why. He loved me enough. He said, come with me. Come with me and I'll show you. I don't know why he loved you. Took the old poison that you used to shoot in your arms. And that old lustful heart that you used to have. And he said, come. 
come walk with me. I don't know why, but what a great God we serve. Jesus, we love you, Jesus. I can't wait to get on the other side, grab some of them old patriarch preachers. Maybe sing the old song. Oh, oh, wasn't that beautiful? I think we need to be more thankful of what God has done for us and gave us. It's not enough just knowing it, but to be thankful that God would reveal it unto us. Shall we gather around? I want to encourage you. When you get in your car, look at that wife, husband. You go home by yourself, look at your children and say, Oh, who do you say I am? Amen. Come on, let's everyone come. Let's come and pray tonight. Let's come early. Let's have an old-time apostolic revival service tonight. Let's lift him up. Let's come and pray this morning. Let's everyone come.